Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. This is Garage Logic Podcast 101. Woo-hoo! Feb 18, 2019. Wow. It was 21 below on this day in 1903 and 58 degrees in downtown Garage Logic at the Knack Hardware and Lounge in 1981. And now. From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. You know, there's a lot of trouble in the old world right now, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> sure is, Joe. What a start. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got something that rises above all of the other problems we face. So good. I had no idea. I do realize that we are governed and driven by <clears throat> various hysterias. <laughs> What's the latest thing in your house? That's going to kill you. Mm. Radon gas. Your toaster. No. no. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, a new How? study, John. A new what? Study. Yeah, a new study. Yeah, a new study from the University of Texas at Austin. That's the main University of Texas, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe the so. Longhorns? The Longhorns. The Longhorns, John? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you like the way I swing around here? Yeah. yeah. Give you a little glance. Next time you do it, I'm going the other way. A new study from the University of Texas at Austin warns that toasters, candles, and other household smoke makers expose people to more air pollution than standing at a busy intersection. Oh, God. This is according to the Times of London, who apparently availed themselves of this study. The most dangerous of these is toasters which immediately sent toxic particles into the air. Did they spew? Yes. Once they're turned on, researcher Marina Vance told the London Times, burnt toast is particularly harmful. If you can't quit the buttered bread, researchers suggest only heating it to a light crisp. I don't... Who burns their toast? Okay, what did you learn from this story? Because I'll tell you what immediately struck me. Let me reread a paragraph. We got a lot of colleges with a lot of free time. Yeah. I'll say. <laughs> a new study from the University of Texas at Austin warns that toasters, candles, and other household uh, smoke makers expose people to more air pollution than standing in a busy intersection. Uh, that's that's not true. I, I don't believe that statement. Well, not only... I. I I, I join you in not believing that, but Thank that you. wasn't my that wasn't oh. my revelation. Okay, staff, um, newsman, people mm-hmm. are eating a lot of toast. FYI, oh, mm-hmm. uh, something about the intersection being busy. There you go. Uh, Come on, buddy. You've oh, been in the here. old University of Garage Logic for mm-hmm. some time now. 
Um, how often are you standing in the middle of a busy intersection? How bad can the pollution in an intersection be if your toaster equals it? That's a good point. How bad can it be? I, you'd have to be in India or, if, or China. If, if making a piece of toast equals it. This is such utter nonsense. And uh, I picked this up off the New York Post. Fortunately, this isn't being... I don't think this is being widely received. But think of the variables that would have to go into this. How big of an intersection? How long would you have to stay there? What country are you in? Uh, what emission standards apply to that country? But let's just say— it's too many variables. But, but, but what, the hysteria is, what, the, what the hysteria is supposed to suggest is that uh, you're not even safe in your own house if you light a candle or, or make toast. <laughs> all right. So it's what they're asking me to believe— the, the authors of the study in the failed academy, what they're asking me to, I don't even know if there's an agenda behind this. Uh, what they're asking me to believe is that making toast exposes me to the same air quality as standing in a busy, they said busy intersection. What is busy? I don't believe that. That doesn't make sense. How far, oh, oh, okay. What do they... What do they uh, want to get out of this report, this theory? What's, what do they stand to gain? Should, Make, we, call, should we call the researcher? <laughs> yeah. All right. Go to, uh, go to the big screen. Pretty neat boat scene. Go big to uh, the University of Texas at Austin, and then we'll have to figure out which department in that failed academy was responsible for this. Uh, we have the name of the lead researcher. Uh, mm, what no. about toaster? Hold on. Hold no. on. Go to Austin up there. Hit comma. Nope. Top. There you go. Comma. What's the name of the lead researcher? Uh, Marina, M-A-R-I-N-A. Vance, V-A-N-C-E. Opperman. Uh, mechanical Engineering, University of Colorado, Boulder. Hmm. What? Hang on. Uh, okay. Hidden source of air pollution. Right there. Hit that one. Now, what we need is a phone number. Uh, this might just be a story. Let me see if I can find anything on the bottom. Oh, the hell with it. <laughs> So I had a thought. <laughs> Never mind. Seriously, the, it's just so silly. But that... the failed academy has has gone to such a low degree now that this is what we're producing. And I guarantee when the topic was raised, when Marina or whoever said, I got an idea here. We, we, we should check this out. Well, I'll, I'll, I, I'll I have Marina's number if you need it. You do? I do. How'd you do it so quick? I went Marina Vance. Uh... Well, let's call her. Let's call her. Why don't you write it down, John? Now, I'll what, write it down. What number do you? What can you do it right from here? Sure. And then just say we're we're doing a yeah. podcast right now. We looked up your number. We'd love to ask you about the effects of toast in your home. <laughs> I'd write it down if I had a pen. Oh, here, uh, here. There we go. Pencil. Yeah. Thank here you. we go. Here we go. This also though mentions Colorado. I don't. Know I don't care. Why. Just get her on the phone. I don't care what school she's affiliated with. They're all failed. Even, this the, is simple, an interesting even article. the simple act of making toast raised particle levels far, far higher than expected, Vance said. We had to go adjust many of the instruments. We had to adjust our instruments. 
Like she's tuning up for the band there. All right, you got the number? Let's go. Wow. She's now, pretty- I know what, there's an FCC rule you can't uh, you can't put them on the air unless they know they're on the air. Does that still apply to podcasts? It's a great question. That's a great question. Well, I question. don't intend to deceive her. I just want to know what the protocol is. That is her specialty also, <laughs> air quality. All right. Well, I, you'd think that she would want to get the word out yep. to say, yeah, Joe, this is what we found, and uh, you should not... I'm, not, I'm never going to make toast. Again. But I, I wonder if she's asked if she's saying. Don't even leave a message. If she's not there, we're moving on. It's not that important. All right. I wonder if she's saying, don't use your toaster or just don't burn it. Apparently, you're not supposed to burn your toast. Okay. That's. Uh, I thought. Make it bur- light. By the way, maybe it's an old wives' tale, but I thought burn toast was good for an upset stomach. Yes, that's. Did you ever hear that? I always heard that. Yeah, when I was a kid, I was. I was told that. I've never heard that. I've never been put off my game by burned toast. I I like burned toast. I kind of like burnt toast. I do. If it's too burnt, though, you just take the knife and go. You know what it's good in? Soup. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't bother me, is what I'm saying. You like your toast burnt? He likes everything well done. It just doesn't bother me. He likes his water well done. It just doesn't bother me. Rook, a little salutation for you. From? Uh, Mike in Duluth, who winters in Phoenix. I must come to Rookie's defense regarding his chicken grit knowledge that everyone made fun of him Mm -hmm. for. I was surprised that he wasn't congratulated for his knack scale improvement by using a classic GL-type solution. Chicken grit, as it is commonly known, is actually poultry grit and can be fed to turkeys, raised pheasants, and all other fowl that need grit to aid in grinding their meal into a, just, into a digestible form. 50-pound bags of crushed granite or quartzite can be purchased at most feed stores. Number two grit measures 3 16th of an inch, and number one grit measures 1 16th on average. This is written by a guy who knows his grit, isn't it? Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> for decades, I used number two grit for traction during the winter. The extra weight of two 50-pound bags in the back of my two-wheel drive uh, Tahoe or Chevy van fitted with grippy snow tires kept me from getting stuck in all but the most slippery situation. In those rare times when the icy snow made it impossible to move, I would break open a bag of grit and throw a couple of handfuls on the ice near the tires, and that would allow me to slowly and easily be on my way. Mm. Good luck, loyal podcast listener and proud member of the Royal Order of the 21sters, Mike in Duluth, wintering in Phoenix. Nice. So you're you're off the hook there for your chicken grit knowledge. Well, it's working well. You're a toast study? I'm reading more about it now. Uh, Maybe you said this and I missed it, but even boiling water. It says can raise, no. raise the air pollution particulates in your kitchen. Really? Well, I guess we we have to all stop eating. Yeah, you can't eat anymore. How boiled water? Are you supposed to make spaghetti? Yeah. Oh man, you got to boil the noodles. You mm-hmm. got to. Yeah, I don't know. You have to be well ventilated in your kitchen. It says and clean often. Even basic tasks like boiling water over a stovetop flame can contribute to high levels of gaseous air pollutants and suspended particulates. So then that would also lead me to believe that that same person or whoever conducted that same study would also say that a humidifier is bad for your house. Absolutely, probably. Yeah. Okay, now you cause me to dumb. continue to break this down, John. Mm-hmm. Did you did you find her a title anywhere? Is she a doctorate? Yes, in something? I did. She. Uh, uh, She's got a bunch of awards. Sure, uh, of course she does. See, yeah, let me see if I can a classic case. find her again here. Here we go. She is 
Uh, Assistant Professor Air Quality Micro Nano Scale. She has select awards, including U.S. EPA Scientific and Technological Achievement Award in 2016, Interdisciplinary Research Honor Society founding member, 2011. Um, That's about it. Okay, here's my point. I'm sure she's a learned scholar. Uh But if she believes that boiling water can be harmful to the air quality in your home. Oh God, yeah, that's the crazy hot crazy matrix. Or she can she is she is able to demonstrate by virtue of her own inventions here that burnt toast uh, equals the uh, exposure to pollution that you might have at a busy intersection. What possible chance is there? that she wouldn't be among the foot soldiers advancing the idea that we need a green revolution. What possible oh, chance would, is right. there she would be signed on that this that. woman is she, not fully yeah. on board with doing anything possible She'd be, to render yeah. the United States helpless? Yeah. She'd be carrying the flag in the Absolutely. front row. Who was our guy last week, Matt? Matt Fitzpatrick. She makes Matt Fitzpatrick look like you. She's a very attractive uh, woman, by the way. Uh, yes. That's neither here nor right. there. And uh, we always get in trouble with for pointing that out. But I always say <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That's right. But for goodness sakes, what, what chance does the world have if, if you have in the world of the academy now prestigious institutions and they have in their employee people so desperate to find problems that she had to get back to boiling water and making toast? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Imagine being a child of this woman growing up in that house. I bet I bet she makes her kids call her Dr. Well, Vance. how do we even know she has a family? I'm just saying, imagine, though, growing up in that home. You'd be wrapped in bubble wrap your entire well, life. Well, what kind of home life can, can, the America, can the average American family have if they actually adhered to this BS? Oh, my God. You wouldn't <laughs> boil water. Nope. No toast. Oh. You wouldn't make toast. No candles. You wouldn't burn a candle. Mm-mm. Although I, you I couldn't agree have with a birthday one. cake. I don't allow. I don't allow candles in my house. Well, I, I'm neither here nor what? there on candles. Are you I, I, once I in a while, there's a candle going. Sometimes there is, and I really don't care. No, you got to do the melter so that there's no flame. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I like to show off by putting the candle out with my fingers. <laughs> right. <laughs> do Dip the, it in the wax. Yeah. Uh, but good Lord, uh, I don't, I didn't think we would give this much time to toast. But again, whoever reads this, oh, Rook, pull up her Twitter account, is being asked to believe oh, this will be good. that preparing your breakfast in your home right. is as bad as creates as much of an air quality problem is anything you will experience at a busy intersection. We don't know anything about the intersection. Uh, we don't know if it's rural or we don't know anything. There is uh, now this to me this is ironic. She's got on her Twitter account a thing about flying to uh Washington to present all of this with yeah. no irony, you know. Of course not. It's, of course not. It's just funny. Yeah. We're finding 10,000 particulates in average household dust. Okay, you couldn't, you, if you adhered to what they keep grinding out mm-hmm. in the failed academy, you could not have a life. You couldn't live. Um, even, uh, who's our guy? Pedro. Pedro Luca. He doesn't boil water. He's okay. He doesn't have a toaster. 
He, yeah, he's they okay. probably rip him for the natural fire that he makes, and and he's um, <laughs> he's contributing to all of this. John, you, you raise an interesting point. She's flying to Washington. Uh, all of the uh, we now live in. Oh, a... oh! Stop the presses! Stop! Mm-hmm. No way! What? Look at this on her Twitter page. It's at Marina Vance. There are many adorable badges. Uh, she's got her name, Nina Vance, must be what she goes by, University of Colorado, uh, Colorado attendee. Yeah. Look at that white sticker. Uh, My pronoun is she, she her, her. her. Oh, she's got the special <laughs> pronoun deal. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Well, what okay. does that mean? How do you refer to her then? You, It's okay Thank to call God her. God, we didn't get her on the phone. I would have uh, been accused of some sort of homophobic no, she's, rant. She's making it okay to call her she or her. Maybe. She, her? She says she out of the manager? Yes. Uh, uh, here's what you're talking about. The um, She's flying. She flew there. Yeah, yeah. To uh, D.C., mm-hmm. to Ronald Reagan National. I am ready for you. On the other hand, she does bike in the snow to work, so that's on her Twitter account also. But she must be in Colorado, not Texas. Yeah, she's in Colorado. You all of the Colorado. presidential hopefuls on the Democratic side, all of whom uh, are hectoring you about climate change, They've already started their campaigns, which will involve hundreds of thousands of miles of them flying around <laughs> to tell you how bad the, the climate is. She also wrote a little poem. Including Amy Klobuchar, who, for my money, committed a great sin yesterday in Iowa. Uh, Why would she do? Pictured with the glass of beer. Oh, Amy. It's such a hokey, disingenuous, <laughs> BS ploy to appear identifiable to the guy there in his Carhartt jacket. But this, Look at me. I'm holding a beer. Because, Amy, you should be ashamed of yourself. Because of the failure for the last uh, campaign with, with Hillary Clinton, she's going to basically live in Iowa until 2020, isn't she? Well, then she's poorly no, representing sure. her constituents. I, this I country has devolved into nothing but greedy people attempting to become president. And mm-hmm. they're going to run for two years. It's just pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. Yeah. You know what isn't pathetic? Federated insurance. Oh. Because they know one size fits all doesn't work for you. That's why Federated Mutual tailors its insurance programs to individual businesses offering property and casualty, life, disability, income insurance to businesses in select industries. Their marketing reps are the best in the business because they get to know you, the business owner, and then they can customize the coverage you need. Driving, they've got the, they'll talk to you about auto liability. Worried about a cyber attack? They'll provide data compromise coverage. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Get in touch with a Federated Insurance Marketing Rep to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive because at Federated, it's their business to protect yours. a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. We have our newsman with us today, John Haidt. And yes. uh, that's a good thing because there's plenty of news on this President's Day. Another holiday for uh, government. government. Not government. only that. So, you know, I'm new to the whole kids in school thing. Sure. These kids don't go to school. Uh, very rarely. <laughs> very rarely. They're getting dumber. <laughs> I got one them down. I, I, Kenny's not here today, our traffic uh, fellow. I noticed. Uh, but uh, I, he did, and you retweeted this, Chris, 
Uh, he did send a little message. It says, turn on your headlights, clean your windshield, use your signals, slow down, speed up, move over, put the phone down, use caution. She's right. He's wrong. You're dumb. I'm an idiot. Don't smoke. Stop drinking. Do this. Don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. Why don't you just shut up? That's his little Twitter uh, message to everybody, apparently. Okay. Uh, in the news, not a lot of details. Authorities were at the scene of a rescue in Minneapolis Monday morning. The Hennepin County Sheriff's Office said an individual fell down an embankment near West River Parkway and Franklin Avenue. Because the individual wasn't in the Mississippi River, the Sheriff's Office did not get involved, but medics and the Minneapolis Fire Department responded to the scene. Authorities were able to maintain communication with the man. They added uh, that a medic assisted him. He was successfully rescued and was taken to HCMC for treatment. They believe he had been down there for a bit of a time because uh, he did not have the use of his legs at the did time. Did he lose sight of nature, do you think, up it's, top? And, and that's what it sounds like. And apparently you got to be in the river before the sheriff will... Correct. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was even protocol like I that. Did, I did not. Yeah. Yeah. So then whose issue is it until he gets to the river? Well, the fire Hops. department was there. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Fire. Yeah. He was on the Minneapolis side, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh. I did not know that. Uh, as you mentioned, Joe, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar taking her presidential campaign across the nation, continuing to... <sighs> <laughs> Monday, the Democratic senator is campaigning and answering questions in New Hampshire for a CNN town hall. Klobuchar just wrapped up her first full weekend of campaigning in Iowa. She also made a stop in Wisconsin. Later this week, Klobuchar will be headlining a Democratic banquet a banquet in the Des Moines area. New Hampshire and Iowa, of course, will hold the first primary and the first caucus in the nation is next she, year. Is she one of her uh, uh, topics that she's hot on is prescription drug prices? Mm-hmm. Hasn't she been there 12 years? Uh, yes. Uh, and during those 12 years, didn't the Democrats own the House and the Senate about twice? Yes. Why wouldn't you have done something about it? I don't know. All right. Uh, that pre- should be pointed out, though. Mm-hmm. President but, Trump? Well, it won't be by CNN. True. <laughs> uh, President Trump, a uh, tweeting fool Monday. Uh, don't send me emails. It's just an expression. Like, you okay. know, I'm a guitar playing yes, fool. Yes. So, uh, so far, uh, he's... That's Jay Height at GarageLogic.com. <laughs> so far, he's praised Fox News and Rush Limbaugh, called the DOJ, Department of Justice, and FBI traitors, uh, called former FBI Director McCabe Derange, <laughs> attacked Rod Rosenstein and his former Attorney General, Jeff Sessions. That's so far, anyway, today. Uh, meanwhile, according to former FBI Acting Director Andrew McCabe, during a discussion about info from intelligence chiefs on... North Korea's missile program, President Trump replied with, quote, I don't care. I believe Putin. McCabe said in an interview with CBS he wasn't at the meeting, but was told the president launched into several unrelated diatribes. One of them was commenting on recent missile launches by the government of North Korea. And he said uh, he did not believe that the North Koreans had the capability to hit us here with ballistic missiles in the U.S., as his intelligence officials had told him. He said he did not believe that because President Putin had told him they did not. Putin had told him... Wait a minute. minute. Check this out. He doesn't believe his intelligence guys? That's that's correct. But he believes Putin. That's correct, yeah. That's that's troubling. Putin's usually correct, isn't he? In in Russia, they all (laughs) say he's doing a good job. He's always right in Russia. Even when he loses, he wins, right? (laughs) Uh, it is President's Day, uh, specifically honors George but, Washington. Wait, sorry, Johnny. Yeah, uh, Joe, you're right. Uh, that, even if he believed that, why admit that publicly? Well, well, it wasn't publicly. It was at a meeting. With, oh, I thought you with, said he tweeted that part of no, it. No, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm no. sorry. At, okay. at a meeting with, I apologize. Uh, with the intelligence heads. Wow. I that watched was... 60 Minutes last night. And, I did uh, not. The FBI um, 
I didn't. I, I really think they didn't care for President Trump. No, yeah. and and they may be on track yeah. because he fires McComey, and then his uh, next uh, it's McCabe, not McComey, Comey, Comey, Comey. Uh, his McCabe. next guy is McCabe, McCabe, and he brought him into the Oval Office. He had never been in the Oval Office before, and he said, "I know that you didn't like Comey. I know that you hated him. I know that you thought he was wrong, right?" And he goes, uh, no, that's completely incorrect. And then he was fired, you know, three weeks later or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, I, well, never mind. I won't say what I think. I like the idea of adding. (laughs) By not saying it, we understand. (laughs) I like the idea of adding Mick, whatever, to everybody's name. McComia. It's lunchtime. Mikulski. Right. Mick Sushere. Mick, get going. (laughs) It's President's Day. Uh, specifically honors George Washington's and Abraham Lincoln's birthdays, uh, held annually on the third Monday of February. Post offices are closed for President's Day, but UPS and FedEx will pick up and deliver packages. A lot of public schools, as Chris pointed out, will be closed. Uh, banks, a majority of banks also closed. Our uh, credit union here, I found out it when I showed up this morning, is closed. I could have told you that. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I should have realized it. Yes, someone on the board Why of directors. Why are you looking up for George Washington? That's President's Day. I'm just checking it out. <clears throat> See if there's any good tidbits of heard information. Of him before? <laughs> yeah, born in 1732, right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love now that the mayor can see what rookie is looking up yep. online I, during the show. That's my crazy. My what do you like? What his favorite thing. meal was? Go back to the beach. You, you know what? I, I love your rook, but what used to drive me nuts was watching your searches because you always, to me, typed in the silliest things to search for yeah. stuff. Now Joe can see it. I'm trying that. to help you with that. Well, how do they make silly putty? Yes. <laughs> He's reined it in, though. Now, these Republicans and these Democrats. (laughs) News, please. News, please. Our old buddy, Anthony Weiner, the disgraced my buddy. former New York congressman. What a fruitcake. Has been released from a federal prison in Massachusetts, moved to a reentry center in Brooklyn to serve out the remainder of his sentence for exchanging lewd texts with a minor. Mr. Weiner, whose sexting scandals ended his tenure in Congress and then doomed his bid for New York City mayor, is scheduled to be released on May 14th, according to Federal Bureau of Prison Records. A Weiner, who served his first 15 months at Federal Medical Center Devons in Eyre, Massachusetts, was supposed to serve a 21-month sentence, but was granted an early release for good behavior. Weiner's lawyers declined to comment. The Federal Bureau of Prisons did not respond to a request for comment. Uh, Weiner entered prison on November 6, 2017. He has to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. Hmm. Ever been to Sanibel Island? Yes. Anyone? Staff? Anyone? Mm-hmm. I've, I've been there many so. times. Yep. Uh, well, Sanibel Jim, a listener, lives yeah. on the island, and uh, the climate change debate has now come to the island. He said, Joe, we're about four feet above the level of the Gulf. Our home is elevated, so we have few worries about major damages. Uh, our pool and garage would be in trouble. Uh, if you notice, the researchers are using data that begins in 1970. I guess one can pick and choose from whatever data supports their hypothesis, but I don't buy it. I went back, I went to college back in the Stone Ages. I'm 73, but this sort of research would not have been acceptable. But it meets the needs of the alarmists. Uh, I'll probably get into trouble, but I must go to the meeting and ask why they are relying on recent data and not looking at the total history of the Gulf. My question is they'll talk around the question and state things that I could not refute without my own research. If you never hear from me again, 
consider that they killed me and threw me in with the alligators. <laughs> and he's referring to uh, a, a notice that went out on the island from Sanibel, Sanibel Natural Resources Department, subject important public workshop to discuss an assessment of Sanibel's coastal vulnerability due to sea level rise and increased storminess. Uh, input wanted, important public workshop. The city of Sanibel and Florida Gulf Coast University will be holding a public workshop at the Sanibel Community House Friday, Feb 22. We have to get engaged. We must do something about this. Immediately. The project leaders will provide a brief presentation outlining the goals of the project and provide an opportunity for questions. Good luck, Santa. Yeah, we, don't luck. Want to, we don't want them to have a whole <laughs> An update to the Google Earth online platform has accidentally led to the exposure of secret Taiwanese military locations. As reported by the South China Morning Post, some of Taiwan's most sensitive military sites have been revealed publicly through the update, which included new three-dimensional renditions of Taipei, New Taipei, Taoyuan, and Taichung. Huh. At the time of writing, a military base, which is reportedly, uh, reportedly a facility for Patriot missiles, is crystal clear with no blurring. It's possible to see the exact location, military base layout, building structures, and locations of missile launchers. The Post reports that Taiwan's National Security Bureau and the Military Intelligence Bureau have also become visible on the new maps. Taiwanese Defense Minister Yen Tefa said a task force has been created to work with Google in the interest of national security. Google will be asked to blur the sites, while the military will be working on improving the camouflage well, of facilities on the ground. I, I apologize for interrupting, but... Yeah. Blurring the sights basically says, here they right are. Here, right here. Here you <laughs> go. You can't see. Look for the blurry parts. <laughs> uh, the exposure of sensitive locations in the military due to technology uh, doesn't only apply to maps. Back in August of 2018, the Pentagon banned U.S. military personnel on active duty from using devices and applications which utilize GPS like fitness trackers and mobile applications due to the fear that the technologies could present enemies with info on military ops. And wasn't it just a few years ago that uh, the Google, when they first started using drones to, to do the Google uh, Earth search engines and whatnot, our own traffic guy was spotted uh, yes. mowing his lawn yes. in South Minneapolis. Can I tell you something about Google Earth? Sure. I'm unimpressed. Yeah. What? The closer you get to what you want to look at, the resolution becomes lousier. Yeah, because it's being taken from space. I know, but what, so what's the big deal Well, about for it? privacy. No, no, no. You, you know, look at your own house on it. Yeah, I've done that. Right? And then when you get closer to your house, the, the, the worse the resolution is. So what's... <laughs> Let's look up your house. You're over there on 5th, right? You're on 6th so, or 5th. So you want Main like a, a nice snapshot, just like if... I mean, that's... I want clarity. You know what I want? Well, I can, you know, on mine, I can see the make of the car in the, my driveway. I can't. Well, is it my computer then, maybe? No. I, I want you to go go look up Louis C.K. on flying, because you're, you're the guy he's complaining about. I've heard this, his bit on flying. Yeah. <laughs> that image is so bad. Well, yeah, it didn't exist 10 years ago. <laughs> well, but my, my point is that uh, it's less fun tooling around on that site than I thought it would be. Hmm. Okay. You're disappointed, in other yeah. words. Okay. Fair I enough. couldn't see the make of a car. And, and, uh, well, I guess I know what the car is, so maybe I couldn't see the make, but I, I knew which car it was of my cars. There's oh, for, one car parked oh, in the driveway. For God's sakes, you're talking about your own car? I wouldn't know the make of my own car. Well, <laughs> is that mine? 
I don't know how we got onto this, but uh, well, we were talking about the, the Taiwanese or Google, yeah. yeah, the Google, their military ops yeah. are yeah. exposed. Yeah, uh, we don't get to use the word iconic much, right? No, but, it's uh, foghornable. Well, but this, I I have to use it for this. Yeah, the sailor shown kissing a woman in Times Square, celebrating the end of World War II, has died. Yeah. That photo, would be a correct use of the word, yeah. but the word's been destroyed. The photo is iconic, of course. Right. Uh, George Mendonca was 95 years old. Mendonca's daughter, Sharon Moeller, told the Providence Journal Mendonca fell and had a seizure Sunday at the assisted living facility in Middletown, Rhode Island, where he lived with his wife for 70 years. Mendonca was shown kissing Greta Zimmer Friedman in the photo. She's a dental assistant in a nurse's uniform. The photo taken August 14, 1945, known as VJ Day. It was the day Japan surrendered to the United States. The photo by Alfred Eisenstadt became one of the most famous pictures of the 20th century. It was years before Mendonza and Friedman were confirmed to be the couple. Friedman died in 2016 at the age of 92. It was the moment that you finally came back from the Pacific and finally the war ends. That's what he told CBS News in 2012. Uh, Friedman, she said, I did not see him approaching. And before I knew it, I was in this vice grip. But Mendonza said he didn't kiss her for long. As perfect strangers locked lips. He was lips. half in the bag, by the way. He, he uh, mentions that here yeah. a little later in the story. Eisenstadt snapped four pictures in just 10 seconds. The CBS News reunited George and Greta in 2012 at the spot for their kiss for just the second time since that day in 1945. Mendonza said the excitement of the war being over, plus I had a few drinks. Right. I saw the nurse, so I grabbed her and I kissed her. Yep. They weren't the only ones that claimed credit for more than 30 years. Others claimed to be the ones in the photo. Puncher in here. You really, you really driving me crazy. <laughs> you know, you're such a moron. This you're is up, why you're are you not. On fifth? You're not paying you're attention. Fifth, right? You're not paying attention. He's trying to get the Google Earth thing going, and it, it's not doing it. I'm bailing. I'm bailing I would on just it. get the well, hell out of here. To, he was trying to uh, validate you're what you were on, saying. Uh, Maine, aren't you? What make that is, yeah. In a uh, 2012 book. The kissing sailor, teacher, and historian Lawrence Vereria argued the evidence ruled out everyone but the retired fisher friend, fisherman from Middletown, Rhode Island. What are, what, are, what are you referring to? The picture, that it was actually him. It was. Oh, I because see. There was some, I see. Oh, there were so many yes. people. Oh, yes. Yes. We should have Marjorie come in and validate uh, the view of... <laughs> Of the Google oh, Earth. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Talk a little about your house. Well, forget course. my house. I'm talking about anything. Right. Uh, you go to a lake shore, you can't identify anything. The Minnetonka. resolution is crummy the right. closer you get to the ground. Oh, my God. Why is it's that a... again, Chris? Why is it crummy? Because it's from space. Space. Yeah. Uh, here's something been going on for a while. I've never heard about this. A whirlpool of near-naked men massed on a dark temple compound on February 16th as they sought to become the luckiest man of the year. How would you become that? Well, uh, 10,000 men, just wearing only white loincloths, uh-huh. whose bodies were emitting steam in the cold night air after being purified in frigid water, scrambled sure. for wooden sticks. Oh, you're going be- after the stick. Yeah. Believed to bring luck what? at the Kinroizan Sahaje Where in the temple. hell is this knucklehead thing? Uh, this was in uh, Japan, I believe, wasn't Japan. it? Japan. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad Kenny's not here for so this. So 10,000 right. guys are scrambling around trying to get the lucky stick. Yeah, and if you've seen the pictures, they're all pressed against each other, for lack of no, a better no. way to put it's it. A... I think I found the lucky stick. After, <laughs> after all the luck. <laughs> I guess Kenny didn't have to be here. No, Frank, that's not it. <laughs> After all the lights were turned off around 10 p.m., 
the chief priest tossed a pair of 20-centimeter-long Shingai sacred sticks from a window four meters above the ground. This is a hell of a ceremony. Kind of like the Winter Carnival. Isn't yeah, it? I know you guys all just have a loincloth, but we're going to turn the lights off, and even though your bodies are very pressed together, let's find the lucky stick. Those who left the temple grounds holding the... Holding the Shingai are considered lucky men of this year. Uh, this uh, has all been happening. It date bats, uh, dates back to the Moral Maki period. Oh, yeah. That's a long okay. time ago. That's way back. 13, Where is my loincloth? Th- that's from 1338 to 1573. So this is the 510th time they've done this. They huh. do it every that's year. A fantastic. I, I'm glad they have this ceremony. It sounds wonderful. They have a button. You probably get a button for the carnival that goes with it. Yeah, and, yeah right. we'll get a crystal clear uh, photo from space. Right. Where am I going to pin this on you? <laughs> uh, Tale of Criminals using their powers for good. A group of work release inmates in Florida helped rescue a one-year-old baby who was accidentally locked in a car. The parents couldn't afford a locksmith after the baby's father locked the keys in their SUV on Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. That, according to Pasco County Sheriff's Office spokesman Kevin Dahl. So just leave the kid in there? We can't afford it. Did they drive right to prison? Deputies responded to the scene uh, and saw the couple's daughter appeared to be comfortable in the car seat. It was, luckily, only about 60 degrees, although it can get pretty warm in a car even at 60. A few minutes later, uh, the father told the deputies he was going to break the front door driver window. But a crew of trustees fixing parking lot medians nearby we offered, know how to get in. Yeah, offered their skills. That's essentially it. Deputies told the dad to pop uh, his head by the window so that strange faces wouldn't scare the baby. Another person in a viral video by mom Shadow Lantry can be heard commenting on the situation, with deputies watching the crew wearing black and white stripes unlock the car. They pried open the front door long enough for one inmate to push the electronic door lock with a coat hanger. Took about two minutes for the uh, inmates to get into the car. Parents thanked the crew, deputies, and firefighters for their help finding their baby crying and okay inside the car. Don't coppers carry a Slim Jim? A Slim Jim? I think they usually yeah. do. I thought so too. I don't know. I, uh, in one of my proudest parenting moments, we were in Florida. Uh, this was a, many years ago. Gabe was in a car seat. And we pulled up to this really nice uh, Irish bar, and I was a little eager to, to get in there. Yeah, this is a long story. No, the family, everybody was in there, and then I came in last because I had parked the car, and my wife looked at me and went, uh, where's Gabe? And he was He's he was out in the car. Yeah. The car. Yeah. Forgot well, home word. alone, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow. it was good. Right. He's, proud he's sleeping. Home. He's sleeping real Yeah, good. he's good. He's, he'll be all right. Uh, did you order me a beer? <laughs> all right, Johnny, thank you. Okay. All right. Let's take a little short time out. GarageLogic.com. I was poking around the uh, website this weekend. I also went to Apple iTunes and checked out some of your comments. So we uh, love to get your feedback. Please rate us on Apple iTunes and leave a message so others can learn about GarageLogic. And if you want to show your friends and family our website, it's garagelogic.com. Great features. Greg Holcomb's cartoons, what's on Joe's bookshelf, and so much more. Some of the podcasts from old. Thanks for tuning in. Podcast version, Garage Logic.